North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello. You tune in to Dr. Low Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Noel. Thanks for tuning in to another show. And, uh, of course, every week we're bringing you the very best in natural medicine and nutrition. And I'm so excited. We have some repeated guests on the show tonight because they were so amazing and they have a wonderful product coming out to help all of you guys with healing your leaky gut. This is something that I test for and treat all the time in my practice. It's not woo-woo. I know some doctors or some people in general might think this is something that's sort of a trendy thing, um, but it's legit, and there's some real science behind it, and it causes some real issues down the line. So I'm excited to have my guests on the show tonight to talk about how to address, address this from a natural medicine perspective, how to heal leaky gut. We'll dive into it, what causes it, how can you test for it, and what can you do to actually heal it. And they have a wonderful product that they've released called Solving Leaky Gut. And, you know, I, I've been looking at this product for the last hour or to just diving into it myself as I had some time before the show and been really impressed with just the amount of work that they've put into this program. There is a ton of research that they've been citing. They have really gone into detail about all of the nuances with leaky gut, what causes it, all the different um, ways that it can manifest for people. And there's a lot of different things that can contribute to it. It's not one simple thing. And so they go into all of the complexities with it. And I was really happy to see how much time and effort they put into it. It's literally been probably hundreds of hours for them that they've done this. Um, So rather than trying to figure it out yourself, I highly recommend the program. I think it's something that is going to help thousands of people overcome this very, very common condition. So uh, let's see our guest for tonight see if i have any announcements for you guys oh i do have an announcement so um local to san diego if you guys are in the san diego region i'd love to see you next thursday um that's may 15th at uh, 4:30 to 8 we're doing an event called vibrantly you it's uh, dr diana hoppy and myself she was on the show um a couple of weeks ago to talk about um di- uh, hormone health and how to boost your sex drive. And we had a fun conversation about that. Had lots of tips to so check that out of any, any of the previous shows on drlowradio.com. Um, but we're going to do an in-person event uh, next Thursday, May 15th. And it's all about how to have optimal health as a woman. So I'm going to be talking about the common nutritional deficiencies I see in women, how to address that from a natural medicine perspective, what are some foods you should be eating more of, and other ways to address that so you feel better. And she's going to talk about other ways to have optimal health as a woman. So, And, and the cool thing is, too, she's a conventional medicine OBGYN. So she has a very um, Western training, but she's uh, very holistic with the way she looks at things. So it's really fun to have that conversation with her. So if you are local in San Diego, I actually have a patient flying down to come to this event. So even if you're not local, check that out. Um, learn more at vibrantly-u, so vibrantly-you.com, and um, RCP for that, and I'll see you next week. On to tonight's show, we have Steve Wright and Jordan Reasoner on the show. They are from SCD Lifestyle, and um, let's jump into it. Are you there? Welcome to Dr. Lowe Radio. Hey, Dr. Lowe. Uh, this Hello. is Steve. Jordan Hi, is uh, babysitting the kids tonight. Oh, well, that's okay. You're, um, we'll, we'll take you. You're just as good. 
<laughs> oh, thanks. I hope that uh, that uh, you know I can bring you know the the full story with just half the power. So. Oh yeah. Well, you know your stuff. I've I've heard you speak before and had conversations with you, and I got to check out your program and super impressed with it. You guys have put in a lot of work. How much time did this take you to do this? Yeah, I really appreciate all those nice things you said. Um, it, it's been a, a about a year long process now. Um, this is the second iteration of the product. And uh, we actually hired a research team. So Jordan and I have obviously put in, um, as you said, hundreds of hours ourselves reading the research, trying to figure out the best way to present it in a, um, as an engineer. So my background is engineer. Um, I like to break things down into step-by-step pieces so that even if you don't have a mathematical background or a medical background, you can still get this research and really understand it at a regular person level so that you can make the right decisions from it. And so to kind of understand it and then disseminate it, it took us a while. And then we also hired a three-person research team for three months to, to really wow. make sure that we knew everything um, that we could about it so that we didn't, you know, make any mistakes just because we're engineers. Wow, that's amazing. It's really, it's great. And it's going to help so many people. So I'm, I'm really happy you did this. It's going to help a lot of my patients too. And also, to be honest, some people who maybe can't afford to see me and spend all that you know, time or money with all the tests and everything, it, it can be a real, um, you know, a real great resource for them to maybe take it in their own hands and try this and see if this does the trick for them. So I really appreciate that. I don't think I even gave the listeners the link. So if you guys want to check out the program, drlowleakygut.com. So drlowleakygut.com. You can check out their new program, Solving Leaky Gut. And, um, you know, I know it's been a little bit of time since you've been on the show, so give us a little bit of a story. I know one thing I love about doing the show, too, is that I'm not always interviewing, like, you know, Harvard MDs. I like to interview a a nice mixture of people, people who maybe are just someone who has done tons of research in their own condition, found tons of healing, and then were able to help people. And that's been a situation for you. So give us a little bit about your story and what got you into this whole realm of, you know, healing the gut. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was just, you know, I guess I say a regular guy, but I have been into sort of bodybuilding and athletics for a long time. And then I went into college, and even before college, I had some GI stuff, uh, like a lot of the gas and bloating. My my family had nicknamed me like Gas Man back in high school. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, everybody in college and back then, that was just kind of funny, right? It was like, I was just like the smelly guy. But um, <laughs> going through college, more stress. Uh, obviously, I did the, the party lifestyle, so that contributed to it, and eating a lot of really junk food. Um, I ended up being 60 pounds heavier than where I am now. I had my acne went through the roof. I started having anxiety and depression for the first time in my life. Um, all kinds of issues were, were coming to surface by the time I was graduating from college. And so, you know, starting anew, I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to figure this out. I'm going to get back to, like, the athletic guy that I was beforehand. Um, and I went to several, like five or six uh, different medical doctors and conventional medicine, both in Michigan as well as in downtown Chicago. Um, and so these were, you know, uh, some, several of them were pretty, you know, well-renowned people. And they just kept telling me essentially – you're not sick enough, and you just have IBS. And so 
um, that really was not something that I wanted to hear because at that point in time, uh, this was about six years ago, five, six years ago, um, every time I ate, I would have like gas and bloating like so bad that it would sometimes bring tears in my eyes. I would just like be in pain for like 30 minutes after every meal, um, alternating constipation, diarrhea, and of course all the acne and the weight. I'd, I'd gotten rid of about 30 pounds doing the, the uh, under-eating, over-exercising, but the last 30 just wouldn't come off doing that, that other method. And so in the doctor's office, I guess maybe the people that they saw were, were obviously, according to them, a lot sicker than me, and they would tell me nothing but take a fiber supplement and eat more whole grains. And that obviously just made the pain worse. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just kind of got pissed off. I thought, there's, there's got to be somebody else that's, that's fixed this and that's had this issue. And right around the same time, uh, my good friend Jordan Reasoner, who, you know, we run the site and we built the product together, he had um, celiac disease so bad that gluten-free diet was, was literally still killing him. He was two years into it, like the strictest gluten-free dude I've ever met throughout everything in his house, redid his countertops, every pot and pan was new. Like, you know, he was a, like, lack of a better term, a Nazi for making sure there was no <laughs> gluten. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he started the specific carbohydrate diet, and his weight started turning around. His absorption started turning around. His diarrhea turned off. And so he really was like, dude, I, I think you need to switch your diet. And um, sure enough, as soon as I did that, three days into switching to the specific carbohydrate diet, my symptoms were pretty much gone. And then ever since then, the last five years has been, okay, how much healthier can I get? Like, all right, so now that I don't have GI issues and when I eat this certain diet, can I get back to eating a bigger diet? Like, what about paleo? What about 80-20? Um, how, come, how can I have the most energy when I pop out of bed? How can I have the clearest skin? Um, things like that. And so it led me down the path of functional medicine, uh, doing some, some training with Dr. Dan Kalish and his Functional Medicine Institute. Um, and uh, really, the work that we do now, Jordan and I, our mission is to create products that if we had a time machine, would make everything for us faster, easier, and cheaper. So it took me you know, four years or so and about $35,000 plus dollars uh, worth of tests and supplements and different practitioners, some that worked and some that didn't work, and conventional means and alternative means. And programs like Solving Leaky Gut and the other stuff that we do is really built so that we can, like if we could go back in time, we could have cut all of that in half. And the money part, we probably could have cut that in like, you know, an eighth. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's really our passion at this point. Don't you wish you had this when you were so sick back then? Oh, man, it would have cut my, it would have cut my healing time <laughs> so fast. And I think the beautiful thing about it is that if you start a program like this, that first appointment that you have, like say, say a patient comes to see you, if they're already on this protocol, you know how yeah. fast you're going to be able to help them because you don't, have to, you don't have to cover the diet switches. You don't have to cover like the no-brainer stuff that most functional medicine practitioners have to go through on the first appointment. So that was really one of the goals of this program is like, I don't think you should ever doctor yourself. Like I still, I have a lot of knowledge at this point, but I still hire doctors to oversee my health. But right. at the same time, I think there's a responsibility level. And in this program is like trying to get that responsibility so much so that we can make the time with the doctor so much more valuable. Mm-hmm. That's why I love having patients actually from the podcast, to be honest, because a lot of them have already, you know, drank the Kool-Aid. So they're already eating this way and then they come to see me and then it's so much easier to, to fix them. So yeah, and our our stories are really common. I mean, I'm I I was looking at your photo today on your um on your the on your new program um website and 
gosh, you look so different now. I mean, you were you were overweight. You really were. And you said you had acne and you had some IBS. And I just identify with that so much because looking back, I look at photos now from when I was in high school and it's night and day. I actually showed that photo at my paleo effects um, lecture last year and showed the before and after. And I was 180 pounds. I had acne. I was on Accutane twice. You know, I had lots of IBS symptoms, lots of diarrhea and bloating and all kinds of stuff. And it's like we were like, I was like the female version of you then. (laughs) And, you know, I've done recent testing to see if I have um, leaky gut and I don't. And I no longer have adrenal fatigue. And it's just so cool to see that I've been able to heal my body. And I didn't do SCD, but I did, you know, paleo. And it's taken a I mean, that was like 2004 when I had leaky gut. So it's been like almost 10 years that I've just been doing this. And it happened to be that I was able to heal myself. And I wasn't really doing it to heal my gut. I was doing it just because I felt better. But it turned out that it actually really did heal my gut. But I probably could have cut that like three years or, or maybe even like a year if I was really good about it. So, you know, I guess... That leads me to my next question, too, is um, let's say someone were to really dive into this, do SED, you know, fully dive into this program and do it 100%. Like, realistically, what should they be, you know, thinking of, of how long it would take for them to, to heal their gut? Is it like one month? Is it maybe two years? Or does it totally depend on the, pers- on the person? Well, Dr. Lowe, I, I got to step in here real quick before I answer that question and just say that, um, so, you know, we've been running our site and helping people for five years now on the Internet and, and all around the world, over 60,000 people, 156 countries. And what we've learned is that uh, there's no one-size-fits-all diet. So right. the program is actually not the specific carbohydrate diet, and it's not paleo. It's, it's real food-based. It's actually, we've, we've termed it the rebuild diet, but what it is is it's um, a combination of SCD and autoimmune paleo with the goal of 30 days of sort of strictness to really calm down everything that's happening, both your symptoms as well as the inflammation and the, the immune system. But after that, it's a very anti-dogmatic um, program where we essentially just list out all the foods that you just pulled out by being on this autoimmune paleo Uh, minus starch kind of program and we say you know what it's not our it's not me who should determine what you eat what your lifestyle is I don't know you I don't know how healthy you are or what you choose to eat but what we did is we ranked the order of how inflammatory and how nutrient dense everything from uh, eggs which have to be pulled out at the beginning all the way to alcohol and just say you know what be responsible, here's how you should uh, test these and reintroduce these, and then wherever you end up on the spectrum, at least you'll know which foods work for you and how they treat you. So it's it's very anti-dogmatic and very much inclusive of including legumes and things like that as long as they're properly prepared. Yeah, and I love that you said in the beginning, you're like, hey, let's let the goal be that whatever is your main symptom, let's let the goal be that it's half better at the bottom, at the end of this. You know, it's like this is, it is a journey, and it's, you know, if you have crazy anxiety, let's have the goal be that you'll have half as much anxiety. If you have headaches, if you have half as many headaches or, you know, bloating, it's half as bloated. At least like you're, you're really, I mean, 30 days, you can make a significant amount of change in that amount of time. And let's be honest, if there's a medication that in 30 days, you can have your symptoms be 50% better, that would be selling like crazy. That would be the number one medication sold in the world. I mean, but you literally can do this with the power of nutrition. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And that, that's our goal inside the program. And, um, you know, we went with 50% for your number one complaint because there's a lot of different people who are going to go through this program. There are um, just people uh, who were 
who are just suffering with a little bit of IBS, maybe a little overweight, all the way to people who have full-on, you know, three autoimmune diseases, and they've already been on um, a paleo diet or something like that, like that for a while. And so, um, for those people who, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, aren't as banged up as the other people, they're on a healthy scale, they're they're closer to healthy. Um, they can see really, really fast changes, and they can see very significant, faster than 50%, even in the first 30 days, but let alone the whole 60-day program, and if you incorporate the lifestyle and the supplement, like those people can make, those are, you know, a lot of those success stories you see around the internet. That's That's what you're seeing. And then the people with the with the really chronic problems that uh, they've seen a lot of practitioners, they've been really struggling. No doubt they have a longer road, but what we found is when you use what we term, or, or what Dr. Tom actually does a lot, Dr. Tom O'Brien, um, I think mm-hmm. he's probably been on your show. Uh, but, yeah, three you know, he's times. A, intestinal, has he been on? Yeah, three times. <laughs> we love him. Awesome, yeah. So Dr. Tom partnered with us for the course uh, just to make sure, again, that we got the best protocols to everybody. And, uh, you know, he uses the term pleiotropic approach, which means, you know, we want to come at a complex problem from multiple ways. So if it's a, if it's a complex problem, let's use a, a complex sort of treatment plan, which complex is just a word. We, we make it very easy in the course, but it starts at a high level with just diet, supplements, and lifestyle. And when you, even the, the really sick people, when you integrate the right programs at the right time, those people can see a very fast change um, in their symptomology as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know my listeners, there's a big range of who's listening. There's people who are probably naturopathic students. There's people who are probably already practicing practitioners. And I get that I probably have some people listening who have never heard of leaky gut before. So for those people, let's just take it back just to the basics and do a, maybe a brief um, definition of what is leaky gut exactly. So in case they're not familiar with this term, and then we can kind of dive into like what to do about it and you know what it causes down the line and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. And, and you asked me a good question by email, like, would a leaky gut increase your absorption, maybe? And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's such a powerful question. Um, I'd never really thought about it, but I bet you other people are thinking about that. So yeah. leaky gut at the super basic level is there's extra pieces of toxins, of undigested food, of metabolites, of bacteria, viruses um, that are getting into your body who would normally be not allowed in. So, um, you know, like Dr. Tom likes to use the cheesecloth analogy. You can think of um, your, your gut lining potentially as being sort of like a, a cheesecloth that only lets in certain size molecules in a very uh, particular pathway. Um, and in leaky gut, that gets destroyed, and it might look like, you know, for some people, like a chain-link fence, and essentially nothing is, is kept out. Um, mm-hmm. But... With leaky gut, you actually don't get more absorption of the right molecules because there's two ways to actually absorb um, nutrients in the small intestine. There's paracellular transport and um, transcellular transport. And so um, transcellular is going through the cell, and so that's where, like, your microvilli, um, which grab sort of in a way, grab the particles and, and shuttle them into the cell that goes right through the cell. So that's how it's supposed to happen. Paracellular just means between, and so in between each cell um, in your gut, it's not just like a bunch of people standing uh, shoulder to shoulder in, in a line. There's actually joining, there's, there's junctions between these cells, and the, the number one junction 
that is at the, the surface level that's supposed to keep a lot of the stuff out is called a tight junction. And so the tight junction basically regulates paracellular transport. And so leaky gut is when that tight junction and that paracellular transport becomes dysregulated and essentially anything can go between the cells rather than supposedly or supposed to be going through the cells. So um, when you go through the cells, it's very regulated. You have to be a certain molecule size. They don't let, you know, if a bacteria comes in, it gets uh, attacked by the immune system. Um, but when you go paracellular right through those tight junctions, you end up right in the gulf or essentially in the, in the bloodstream in the immune system, and it just, everything goes nuts then. The immune system's like, oh, my God, we've got a foreign invader. And the crazy thing is that it could be, uh, a bacteria, it could be uh, even like a, a commensal bacteria, like a good bacteria, it could be a pathogenic um, flora, or it could just be like a piece of beef that didn't get digested enough. And so as that happens, your immune system is just like, hey, we've got a problem here, and it starts just attacking these things. And so over time, that's where all these food sensitivities and the chronic inflammation begins to build. Mm-hmm. And what's GALT? Can you define that for people who aren't familiar with that term? Yeah, yeah. So GALT is a gut-associated lymphoid tissue. And so um, I guess the best way to kind of think about it is like it's this, it's 80% of your immune system, honestly. That's the best way to think about it. So your gut is, I think, the most overlooked organ. Um, it has essentially about 90% of your neurotransmitters and 80% of your immune system. So we're always focused on the brain and the heart, and, and I think all those other organs get a lot of love but what about the gut? It has, like, most of the resources of the body are centered around the gut. And so the gut is um, essentially where 80% of your immune system lies, and it's there to protect you. Um, it, it's a network of veins, and, and if everything goes right through there, it'll go right to the liver. So that's where you get these extra issues where people with leaky gut, um, the problems become worse and worse because um, as the immune system reacts and there's inflammation that causes local inflammation, it causes systemic inflammation, so uh, you could you know, begin to have body-wide inflammation like joint issues and brain problems, all these issues with leaky gut, which makes it really weird and, and hard to talk about, but also that, that um, the gall leads right to the liver, and then all these toxins or even they're not necessarily just toxins, but just invaders. They're not supposed to be there, get slammed in the liver, and then we start having detoxification issues, which just brings this whole thing down even further. Your body just continues to sort of slowly break down. Yeah, right. And it's, it's complicated. I mean, even just the definition of it, there's so many things that can come along with it. That's why, you know, like, like what you guys put together, it's very, it's, it, it, you have to give a lot of information about it and look at all the different nuances of it and all the things that can contribute to it. So um, now you mentioned like the joint pain issue. Well, what are other things? Like why is leaky gut a big deal? So if, like if it goes untreated, you know, what can it contribute to? Yeah, well, um, I mean, in, in a broad sense, and this sounds, this sounds like kind of out there, right? But in the broad sense, you can attribute it to any chronic disease out there. So if you Google uh, intestinal permeability plus your problem of choice, heart disease, cancer, um, anything, you're going to find papers that are linking leaky gut, which is intestinal permeability, to that problem. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean everybody with that problem has leaky gut. But what we know is that intestinal permeability could potentially lead to or be a part of essentially any chronic disease out there. So that's a big bucket 
And um, it can be kind of nebulous and people are probably, some people are just thinking like, okay, right, Steve. Um, yeah, the, the gut's really that important. Well, um, sure, throw that out then. Um, but you can zone in on things like autoimmune disease. So Dr. Alessio Fasano, one of the world's leading researchers in this area, has coined, uh, or not coined, he's created the latest model of autoimmunity, which that model, you have to have leaky gut in order to develop autoimmune disease. And right. so there's now 50 million Americans with autoimmune disease. So essentially by Dr. Fasano's definition of how you get autoimmunity, you have leaky gut. So that's at least 50 million people. Um, and then pretty much if you have a digestive issue, which there's about 64 million Americans who have IBS or IBD, then your likelihood of having a leaky gut is very high as well just because of all the inflammation and damage that's happening in your gut. So, I mean, we could get kind of nuance there in different disease buckets, but the reality is that leaky gut essentially begins to show up in wherever your weak link is in your body. So it seems like some of us have, um, like in my family, there's a heart disease line of, of problems. In other families, there's like breast cancer. Other people, it is inflammatory bowel disease or some other autoimmune disease. You know, if you have celiac disease, I believe it's your relatives, your, your, your closest relatives are like three or five times more likely to have celiac disease just because you have it. And so it seems like with leaky gut, that's like the first wall of defense. And when that falls, whatever your weak link is, that's where all of these problems with the higher inflammation, um, the invaders, the toxins, that's where the, it's going to start to manifest itself in your body. Mm. Yeah. And so for you guys listening, if you have any issues like we talked about, maybe you don't have gas or bloating or constipation or diarrhea, you know, like the typical digestive issues. But if you have an autoimmune condition, then boom. I mean, according to Dr. Alessio Visano's definition, then leaky gut is very likely in his, in actually in his definition, you have leaky gut if you have an autoimmune disease. So, you know, don't wait for digestive issues to look into this because I would say most people probably have an, uh, an element of leaky gut. Maybe not. It's probably a spectrum too. Wouldn't you agree too? Like it's, like there's different um, variations of it, or I guess uh, degrees of, of intensity, right? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely degrees of intensity of, of the permeability. And um, for a long time, what was taught in medical school and what the researchers thought was that your gut functioned like a fence. So it was um, sort of like the fence or the moat of the defense system. So it kept everything out. And so that's how the tight junctions worked, where, where they were like fences and nothing could get through. But now what they know is that it works more like a gate. And so um, it's actually a myth to think that your gut should never leak at all. There is a degree of permeability or leakiness that is supposed to actually happen. And all the mechanisms aren't really understood yet on why, but they believe, uh, well, they know that some nutrients in, in, in certain situations could be absorbed through that um, tight junction, as well as potentially some training of the immune system. Um, but so, so if your gut is supposed to always have some sort of permeability, it's when that permeability um, gets out of whack. The regulations that keep that gate from, from opening and closing, all of a sudden it gets stuck open at a varying degree of openness. That's when we have the problem. Um, right. And so that's when you start he hearing about molecules like zonulin, which, which help regulate that gate. So we talked about like some digestive stuff people can have that could be clues for this or, you know, joint pain, muscle pain, um, or maybe like an autoimmune disease. What could be some other signs that someone might have leaky gut? 
Um, that's a great question. So if you have any food sensitivities at all, that's a huge red flag that you likely have leaky gut. Um, if you're having anxiety, depression, those are pretty good red flags at this point. Some of the new models of depression are inflammatory based, kind of tying back to the gut. Um, joint pain, uh, muscle pain. If you have any um, allergies that seem to be getting worse over time, or let's say that you just suddenly uh, started developing seasonal allergies, things like that, that's a really good sign that something's going on there where your immune system is very heightened and also your detoxification system might not be able to, to do its job properly. And so leaky gut is typically um, part of that equation as well. Mm, so many things. Well, that's interesting. So do you think that someone can have food sensitivities and not have leaky gut? Do you think that's possible? Well, we know that you could have like a true food allergy, right? You could, you could have a true life-threatening um, peanut allergy or seafood allergy or something like that. Um, I think there's a difference between a food sensitivity and a food allergy, and so I just wanted to make that distinction. Um, I think that people do, in my experience, um, and, and obviously there's never been any research on this, and I don't have any clinical data from anyone that correlates with this, but my gut feeling, uh, no pun intended there, <laughs> is uh, that there's other parts that play into food sensitivities, and, and one of those big parts is actually your gut flora. So depending on um, your gut flora, how robust it is, how often you eat that food, you're going to have some tolerance variability to it. Um, and so that's part of the problem with food sensitivities is we don't necessarily – you might eat something and then feel kind of off or have some bumps that show up on your skin. And we don't necessarily know, was that the immune system reacting to part of that food that got through uh, a leaky gut? Or was there extra inflammation or problems that happened because your gut flora couldn't properly help you digest that food? Yeah, got it. Yeah, it makes sense. And there's, there's lots of things that contribute, obviously, like you said, flora or, you know, if there are some um, pathogens in the gut, right, like there's like candida or, um, you know, like parasites and bacterial overgrowth, like you said. So there's a lot more. Yeah, to those are than, huge. Right, right. That is a huge yeah. problem. Actually, in, in the course, Dr. Tom O'Brien says 80%, 70-80% of his patients that he sees in California there test positive for a GI infection. And he sees patients for, you know, all kinds of issues, typically not coming in complaining of just a GI issue. I would agree with that statistic. I, I think that's probably around the same thing I would see is something going on, whether it's H. pylori or parasites or candida or anything like that. And, and that's like, you know, you guys talk about all the time is getting to the root cause. So if that is something going on, that's got to be addressed, you know, just changing diet isn't going to get there. But um but yeah, so you have to take kind of a holistic approach with that. So let's jump into um, testing. I know you guys do, you have um, a quiz in your, um, in your plan for, I keep wanting to call it like uh, your program. Thank you. <laughs> so you have a, a quiz in your program about identifying if there is leaky gut. And um, it's great. I think you guys done a really good job with that. Um, and then you go into some of the tests that can be done. So um, talk about those a little bit because some practitioners are still using really outdated tests and maybe it's a good choice for them because they're more familiar with it, but there is some newer types of tests. We've talked about Cyrex a little bit, but if you can explain those, that would be great. 
Yeah, yeah, I can try. I'm definitely not an expert on, on either of these tests. Um, but the, the, long, the, the test that was basically kind of how leaky gut was developed back in the 1980s was through research they were looking at Crohn's disease, and they figured out uh, a test called the lactulose mannitol test. And essentially, uh, you're looking at absorption rates of lactulose and mannitol. And depending on how much you absorb, that shows uh, a level of the leakiness of your gut lining. Uh, but there's, there's issues with that, which include, you know, we can't um, control for gut flora. Um, we can't control for, like you said, if you have gut pathogens and certain parts of your intestines are actually already um, completely inflamed and, and broken, um, maybe like a, a, some sort of celiac sensitivity where the villi are actually blunted and there's a bunch of physical damage in there at a microscopic level. So there, there's, there's known issues with the lactulose mannitol, but it's still um, considered by most as the gold standard. Um, and so because they're, every single one of us actually has uh, basically a differing ability to uh, absorb lactulose and mantol and other sugars, we all just gen genetically as well as, as I mentioned, the, the state of your uh, physical health as well as your gut flora sort of all play into account of how well you can absorb all carbohydrates. And so that test is from that perspective, kind of flawed, and everybody really knows that, and so they're trying to figure out a new test, and so that's where um, Cyrix Rabs came out with array number two, um, and you probably know more about it than me, but, but the, the thinking here was, as far as I understand it, um, is that instead of looking at, you know, how much did you absorb, let's look at, do you have any antibodies, do you have the immune system markers that would be uh, happening in a case of leaky gut, and also checking for uh, what's called lipopolysaccharides in the body, so a level of LPS, and LPS are, are very, very toxic, and they're, uh, they're actually parts of the cell walls of bacteria in your gut, and, and we want to keep them in your gut as much as possible because they're very toxic. And so I think the test is definitely an improvement from that area. I think that it's really new to the market, and so uh, you know, hopefully at some point there'll be some studies that compare the two um, and, and kind of do more uh, sort of like third-party data research just to help uh, you know, sort of prove everything out and, and get the word out there more. Yeah, you did a great job, Steve. Hello, you know, you know this stuff mo more than probably most doctors do. <laughs> I may have been researching it for a while now. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know your stuff. And I prefer Cyrexory too. In my experience, it's something I've been using for a while. And, and what I like about it is I can repeat the testing and see how well, you know, the protocol is working and actually healing the gut. So it's helpful for me to just measure and see where we're at with that. Um, so, so yeah, I like that one a lot. And, and my own story, I actually did the lactulose mannitol test back in 2004, and it was raging leaky. And from what I understand, that is it's not the most sensitive test, but if it does show that it's leaky, it's probably pretty leaky. <laughs> so, um, and then retesting, I wasn't leaky with the Cyrex Array too. So I know I wasn't comparing apples and apples, but I figure, you know, it's the best we had at the time. And, uh, you know, symptom-wise, I feel a lot better. So, yay, it's doable. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, I think they both obviously have uh, good clinical data and good clinical value, and a lot of like practitioners like yourself use them. So obviously it's working, and you're seeing it in practice. 
Um, and, and I guess what I would say for the listeners who you know, aren't flying in to see you or don't have access to you is part of what we try to do at solving or at, you know, if you go to drlowleakygut.com, you'll see like a free quiz where we, I talk about kind of the things I talked about earlier, but inside the quiz or inside the program, excuse me, too many quizzes here, uh, <laughs> inside the program itself is a 60-question in-depth quiz where we really try to step you through and give you next-level data based on the research on um, what's going on in your gut, what's going on in the other areas of your body. Um, and then hopefully from that, you can really begin to, to ask a practitioner that has access to these tests or take action potentially off of that data if you, you can't get someone who can order these tests. Yeah. Now, you talk about a bunch of triggers. You list 19 of them in, in the program, and, and that was actually a good review for me because I was listening to this program going, wow, there's so many that I actually forgot that do contribute to leaky gut, and it's true. I mean, there's so many. So maybe can you list, like, your favorite three or maybe your favorite five, that maybe things that people don't <laughs> know about that contribute to leaky gut? Um, yeah, sure. So what would be some things that people don't know that contribute to leaky gut? Um so you know one that one that actually got a lot of uh, social media uh, attention when I was talking about it earlier this week was traumatic brain injuries. So TBIs, uh, mm. TBIs uh, basically, if you have a TBI, you're going to have leaky gut. That's what the research suggests. And I am definitely not a brain expert. Definitely, I spent most of my time in the gut. But a TBI is also considered a concussion. And so um, you know, I wonder about my own story. I had um, I've had at least three concussions from. Uh, skiing accidents and sports accidents where I was in the hospital because of them. Um, knocked unconscious, forgot periods of time, um, and I've had four or five others where I know that I like ran to the wrong sideline after getting hit in football, you know? And so um, for those of us who didn't grow up in the era, era that's happening right now surrounding concussions, I think that a lot of awareness needs to be sort of uh, more research as well as more awareness as you talked about. For those people who get into car accidents, um, who, who have slip and falls, who do have sports accidents, I think, I think that's a big one that's not being talked about. I'm actually texting Kyle right now to tell him his jujitsu can be leading to, to leaky gut because <laughs> he does jujitsu all the time. But he's like, yeah, he's like, well, I almost passed out on, on this, you know, during this uh, grappling tonight. It's like, okay, well, that's cool and manly and all, but if you're getting like, you know, traumatic brain injury from it, it's probably not so great, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not an expert on what, what actually, you know, what classifies, what the classification is for TBI. Sure. But I think that's something to to keep into, um, you know, just keep into your awareness because I think, you know, from my experience, I've heard from a lot of people like um, they're going through life and then, and then life just happens. Like they get into a car accident and then all of a sudden their health is never the same. Right. It, it just, that one thing happens. Um, another thing, you know, and, and nobody wants to hear this, but stress is a proven cause of leaky gut, like beyond a doubt proven in the research now. Like, you, yeah. you can't, I mean, I don't like, hearing, would you please reduce your stress? Like people tell me that all the time. I'm still struggling with um, making sure I meditate every day, making sure, um, you know, I'm doing certain exercises to reduce my stress. So I'm by no means, you know, good at this yet. But I'm yeah. getting better just because the research is so clear that stressors, um, either physical stressors or emotional, mental stressors, will make your gut leaky. Yeah, I hear this all the time where patients will say, well, ever since I had mono or ever since I had Epstein-Barr or, you know, ever since I went on this cruise and I had, you know, like stomach flu or, and, and it's, it's interesting because I think rather than focusing so much on the microbe or the one pathogen that, that maybe they got, 
perhaps taking a, a step back and looking at the whole body and looking at the gut integrity is important to do. So it's, it's really fascinating. Yeah, and that's, that's a big thing about the course that we tried to – the message that I want to get out there is like, look, there's 19 triggers of – at least 19. I mean, that, 19 is just what I can say from the research. I mean, there's probably more, and there probably will be more in the future. But there's, there's known steps that begin to heal it. But as you keep mentioning, there's root causes here. And so it doesn't really matter if you take the best supplements and you eat the best diet if you still have H. pylori or some other root cause issue. And so that's where um, I think there's a, a missing piece in um, really healing the leaky gut and keeping it uh, you know, back to normal steady state of, of permeability is getting rid of that root cause. And I think, like you said earlier, the first place to loop is a GI infection. That is the number one thing out there that is a root cause for people that's going to keep their gut leaking, no matter all that other amazing stuff. So I just, it just cringes because that's like a part of the course that for me would have sped up my healing by like three years if someone would have been like, hey, you probably have at least one infection because I ended up having three. So if I would have got some (laughs) insight uh, a long time ago, this whole process would have happened so much quicker for me. What, what infections did you have? So um, my, my uh, positive infection, so I was just treated for SIBO, but I was never tested. But I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty confident that I had some form of small intestinal bacteria growth. But I do have positive uh, different stool test results um, throughout a couple of years for H. pylori, Candida, and Indolimax nana. And um, it wasn't until we actually went after all three over, you know, three consecutive years that I finally, finally my skin cleared up and finally my stomach acid started coming back. And finally I didn't have to take as many supplements as what I was taking. And so it was, I had a very interesting um, path back to health where, um, you know, I wonder if, if maybe I would have gotten some hormone support and maybe if the, the practitioners would have thought about H. pylori before they went after and said that it was always candida, um, right. if, if I could have healed faster, you know, because, um, you know, I, I think there's an order of pathogens and you've got to get to the deep one, you know, and you can't blame everything on candida. Yeah. Well, I know, I know for our listeners, they're, they're thinking, all right, so I know this information. I know that I have leaky gut after they've, you know, self-diagnosed themselves, right? Um, how do I get it to quit, quit leaking? And I, I know it's, it's, it's not just a one kind of thing. Obviously, you guys have put together a lot of um, detail in your in your program, but what are some things that they can start doing today to heal their gut? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, you know, obviously removing the triggers, uh, if possible, some other triggers I just didn't mention, I'll rattle through a few that you might be currently doing. Um, gluten or gliadin, so any sort of wheat or grain um, is a huge trigger for, for leaky gut. So if you're having any if you don't feel like, like this is a Dr. Tom quote, if you don't feel like a million bucks, get rid of the grains. Like it could be causing leaky gut. Um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory use. So you're popping Motrin's ibuprofen because you're a weekend warrior or it's that time of the month or whatever it is. Pretty much the research is very clear you're causing leaky gut after about a day or so of doing that. And who knows, you know, what level of leakiness one pill does. But um, in general, try to avoid those as much as possible. I think those are... Um, you know, the A20 people and the people who are using um, pain meds that aren't thinking about the consequences. I think you can, you can stop those. That's going to really help you on the healing path. And then I was talking earlier about, like, at least start with autoimmune paleo. 
Um, go on that diet for 30 days, 60 days, just commit to it and see what changes. Um, and then, as I said earlier, uh, the best way to come at a complex organ, to come at a complex problem, is to use multiple ways because um, as we both have been talking about all night, of those 19 triggers, there's really no way to say, well, uh, obviously it was just a concussion with you. You have, you have no other risk factors, just this one concussion. Um, or you're just uh, a gluten-sensitive person. And so all of your leakiness is attributed just to uh, gluten or gliadin. I mean, we can't say that. And so because there's such a range of causes that, that make such a range of problems, you really have to come at this from a multiple perspective. And so start with the diet component, remove the, um, you know, the triggers that are pretty common, like I mentioned. Uh, GMOs are also a trigger as well, so try to avoid those as possible. But, um, you know, baby bath water here, if you have the ability to get them all out, definitely take that step. If you don't, at least go autoimmune paleo. Um, and then begin to look at your supplements and your lifestyle. So I mentioned stress. Stress and sleep are the two biggest things to focus in on. And um, with stress, I'll just give like some tips that, that help me and that I try to get all of my clients to do, which is 10 minutes of breathing a day. And I say breathing because meditating carries like this stigma. Um, obviously, if you can meditate, go for it. But if, if you're just a mere mortal and you're just trying to reduce your stress, go with breathing. Like you sit in a chair or you sit on the ground or you lay or you stand and you just breathe and you don't, you don't talk to anyone, you don't look at your phone, you don't look at anything and thoughts come up and you just breathe and it's okay. But you don't try to accomplish anything. There's no brainstorming. There's no thinking about how to fix that thing that's annoying you in your life, that problem. Just try to breathe for 10 minutes and just get into your body and get centered and that's going to do so much for just reducing that daily um, drag that happens in, in Western world. And then the other thing is that people don't journal anymore. We don't, we don't talk about, um, number one, we don't really talk about our inner deepest issues with uh, another person anymore. And so a way to mm -hmm. do that is through a journal. And so in the past, a lot of people, like, you know, if you, you ask your grandparents, um, things like that, people used to journal all the time. So now yeah. a trick that you can do and that I use is to just write down how my day went. And that could be like, wow, my mom loves me, or wow, I got in such a fight today with my mom or my friend, or I can't believe the world's caving in on me, or I'm on top of the world. Like, just write down whatever's happening because you're actually going to begin to move through it, acknowledge it, and move on to it, and it won't be like this open, stressful loop in your life. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, start with those uh, supplement-wise. Uh, you know, you have to be pooping. We, we didn't talk about poop yet. you got to be pooping. <laughs> How do we uh, not, not talk about pooping. poop? We're like the poop king know. and queen. How do we not talk about this? Come on. We should get some, we should get some like hats or belts made for that. I really want a crown right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could see this coming for the next Paleo FX. Hmm. <laughs> a little, little poops on, on it instead of, you know, like yep. you've seen like, uh, like um, what is it? Um, uh, like bachelorette parties that have like little penises on their crown. We can have like little poops on each one. <laughs> Oh, we could. We could have all the Bristol, the Bristol poop charts, or the types from the Bristol stool chart. I love it. So good. Okay, sorry. Continue. Anyways, um, so uh, supplement-wise, um, you know, the first thing is you can't be constipated. You got to be pooping on a regular basis. So use some supplements, maybe some magnesium, vitamin C, whatever you need to make sure you're not constipated. But um, from a supplement perspective. Uh, you know, you really want to focus in on supporting the whole system. So things like B vitamins can be very beneficial, colostrums, 
um, L-glutamine. Uh, there, there's quite a few like zinc L-carnosine that are that are shown in the research to be really important. Glutathione, um, but in general, you just want to think about like whole health and maybe uh, this is where a practitioner is actually extremely beneficial because um, I'm sure everybody out there knows that there's like a million supplements out there. Um, and so if you can have someone who knows which supplements help you get, because there's a lot of them, and then also knows the rest of the issues you're dealing with, like maybe it's, it's leaky gut plus hormones or leaky gut plus detoxification or um, any number of those factors, then they can begin to create like custom supplement programs that can really help you. So um, th those are kind of like the three, the three areas of the pleiotropic approach. But the last thing, again, is always what's the root cause? Um, because if you're not, you know, the root cause could be stress. So if you get your stress under control, you get your diet under control, you start taking some, some base level supplements and you're still not feeling better, there is an unfound problem here. There's a, there's a root cause still. So it's not, that, it's not that, the, that what I'm saying right here doesn't work. It's that you have an extra issue and that that's where you need to work with a practitioner who understands this stuff and can find it for you. Because as soon as you find that, bam, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And you've you've had the amazing um, uh, opportunity to work with thousands of people and hear their stories from all over the world because of the beautiful invention of the internet. And um, do you have maybe like a story or two you can share? Just some, I don't know, miraculous turnarounds that you've heard about. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, the people that I've worked with and the people that I've talked with really range from. The, the normal, I guess, person, uh, which, you know, you, you might have bumped into me when I was overweight and filled with acne and not super excited about life and just thought I was kind of a normal American because that's really where our health is deteriorating to. So for those people, um, you know, I had a client who um, she essentially was 40 pounds or so overweight, 30 to 40 pounds, depending on, you know, who, whose definition of of the optimal weight you want to choose. Um, I, I didn't think she needed to lose all four. But um, she just, that's what she was doing. She was crossfitting, she was already paleo, and she was just, just like struggling with some like zits that would pop up every once in a while, a little bit of PMS, but not so much that she thought anything was wrong. And so um, all it took was uh, finding her, she had blastocystotomonas, so that, you know, she had a GI infection. All it took was finding that and, and correcting her adrenal fatigue. And um, she was already doing, like, the paleo diet. Um, I got her to do those two things. I got her to quit crossfitting um, and, and mm -hmm. do some, some meditation. And, um, you know, that weight melted off. In, like, five months, their skin, she has no more skin issues, no more PMS issues. Um, you know, she's, she's got so much energy now. She's actually switching career paths to go do something else that she'd rather do instead of what she wow. was doing before because, you know, she just wanted to do something with all this new energy she has. So... Um, that's like a fast example. But I also have, um, you know, people who are sort of like cast out by the medical um, societies, and, and it could be all societies, where, um, you know, they've been to the Mayo Clinic and they got nothing but another autoimmune diagnosis. Um, they've, they've been uh, to, to several different types of practitioners and really not gotten any, um, any confidence or any sort of progress. And so... Um, it, in the Solving Leaky Gut program, as well as in, in the practice, essentially what we do is we start with diet and we start with pooping, literally. Like if mm -hmm. you can start getting the poop part right and you can get the diet part right, then you start to add in all these other things like um, 
you know, supporting supplements and finding GI infections. These people go from, like, there are people out there who literally can hardly get out of bed or they can only function enough to get their kids to school, do some dishes, and then have to sleep most of the day. And these people can go from that to, like, walking around, um, you know, being the, the carpool mom um, in, in, like, 30 to 90 days. If, if you really begin to hit it from all these different angles. Um, and then, of course, you know, they have um, extra joint pains, a lot of autoimmune issues that are going to take time. And so for those people, it's definitely a year or two progress to getting back to, like, vibrant, um, you know, super health. But for them to go from, like, hardly being able to get through a day to, to walking around and doing what they love and being present with the people they love, um, you know, that's just amazing change for them and amazingly grateful. And so I think, I think those stories are even more amazing than the, the sort of before and after success photo stuff. It's amazing. Isn't it fun just changing people's lives and helping people get healthier and such a fun job, isn't it? It is. You know, I just, just want to help people feel the way I feel because I didn't know mm. when I was sick that I could feel this good. I didn't know it was possible. Mm, I love that. I want to help people feel the, as good as I do. It's really it's amazing. It's so awesome, Steve. I love what you're doing. You're going to help so many people as you already have um, with this program and w- with what you and Jordan are, are up to. So um, anything else, Any anything we haven't touched on or any parting words you have? You know, I, Poop Queen, I'm just really grateful you had me on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoy um talking with you and I, I just love everything that you talk about with, with your show here and how you're always talking about hormones. I think that is, that is a big piece. We, we have that sort of built into the program a little bit, but uh-huh. uh, you know, obviously female hormones are very complex. So we can't, you can't really uh, doctor yourself when it comes to that complexity. Uh, but I, I think, you know, people need to keep listening to shows like yours. And what I would say is, um, it takes action to get results. So if it, whether you want more money or better relationships or better health, you have to do actions. And so actions sometimes, uh, actions always cost resources. So sometimes it costs a monetary resource. Sometimes it costs time. Um, sometimes it costs pain. So there's lots of different costs of, of, of taking these actions. And so um, if you're sitting at home or you're listening to this and you don't feel like a million bucks, whatever actions and whatever costs you're paying right now are not working. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be solving leaky gut that you go with. But the biggest thing here, the only reason why I think I've been successful in getting healthier um, and successful in business and, and the other places is that you just have to look and say, okay, man, am I really getting where I want to go with this? Because if, if you're not seeing progress every couple months, it's, it's not optimal for you. And so I really just urge people, you know, whether they check out, you know, the drlowleakygut.com link in our program or you go in and invest in something else, um, just take different actions if you're not getting the results you want. Mm, I'm into that. If you want to prevent chronic disease, heal your gut. If you want to feel better, heal your gut. If you want to have less anxiety, depression, heal your gut. If you want to not have food sensitivities as bad as you do, heal your gut. I mean, literally you can put anything and then heal your gut because it's all connected. So heal that gut, drlowleakygut.com. Steve, thanks so much for joining me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful evening, and I'm sure I'll see you real soon, Poop King. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. (laughs) Lowe. Thanks again. Have a great night. You too. Thanks. 
All right, you guys, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Dr. DrLowLeakyGut.com. Let me know how you like the program. I'd love to hear your success stories and how it's going. And, of course, you guys know I see patients locally here in San Diego and all over the country, DrLaurenNoel.com. And have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. North Pole Hotline. Help! My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving, and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bags full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.